0: First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline.
1: Well, thank God it's Friday. It's Friday, and I'm raring to go because my weekend hasn't begun until I do Spouting Off. Welcome to the show and to Spouting Off here at our flagship station, 1590 AM, WSMN and 95.3 FM. You could be listening live to Spouting Off um, at... WSMN.live if you don't happen to be in Nashua, New Hampshire. Well, uh, I got something I don't want to talk about, and I'm going to tell you I'm not going to talk about it, and that's why I'm going to talk about it. you ready for that? <laughs> uh, here we go with another uh, coronation turning a human into a king which, of course, is the tradition of the Brits. And of course, it is a tradition that we want our freedom from Britain to get away from. But in these times in which America is being detached from its ideological and imp- uh, mores, more morals, and our principles of individual freedom and Um, personal responsibility, a lot of people are engaging in a certain amount of idol worship uh, and uh, watching the Brits as they coronate uh, uh, the (laughs) long-waiting Prince Charles to make him king. Now, my overall feeling is ignore it. That's what I plan to do, but that doesn't mean I don't have a couple of thoughts about it. Uh, ignoring it is a statement against globalism because it ain't our country, it's theirs and I I just uh, you know, Queen Elizabeth was okay but when American flags were at half mast I had a real problem with that I don't know when it was that American flags never mind the fact that we won our independence well over 200 years ago from Britain but to to have the flags flying at half-staff for a British monarch who is not a head of state of the United States, uh, if you notice, the flags fly at half-staff for a uh, what seems like a uh, an ingrown toenail these days. Whatever the president wants to do, whenever he wants to politicize another atrocity in a shooting, uh, he demands that all... Federal buildings fly their flags at half staff. So nothing really means anything anymore. It's just at people's whims. Here's my whim ignore the coronation as I happen to. And here's a really interesting thing that I want to comment about if I can find it here. Oh, yes, yes, here it is. Well, uh, I was perusing my uh, notes, and I came across this fascinating little article. King's Coronation Draws Apathy Criticism in Former Colonies. So in colonies that are still ruled, and we don't even really like that word in the United States America because, well, we don't believe that states should rule over people, over free people, and that's a whole other story. So Uh, The left has talked ad nauseum about colonialism and the way that uh, Britain has ruled over other countries and still has uh, quite a lot of influence, and more than just an influence, in its um, uh, principalities, Australia, Canada, Jamaica, New Guinea, New Zealand, and, and other places, uh, I used to know a, an Arab citizen who said to me, uh, he was fond of saying, this is a good friend of the past, who said, if two fish were fighting at the bottom of the ocean, it would, fa- it would probably be the fault of the British. <laughs> he wasn't very fond of Britain because they had something to do with the Balfour Declaration, which is a whole other story. Uh, Israel is once again under attack, and I have some defenses for that, I mean, against these attacks, but that's going to have to be for next week's show. I hope I can get to that. But as it regards Britain, um, this article is talks about one of the favorite memes, I guess, narratives of the left, British and Western colonialism over indigenous people and all of that. Well, so that isn't the only reason that people are going ho-hum over the coronation of uh, Prince Charles into being king. Interesting how they waited months and months until people were uh, even able to get their brain around it. But uh, people don't really like Prince Charles. And I guess he is still a prince or a king in waiting. I don't care. I don't really care about the official language because guess what? I'm not a Brit. I'm an American. Uh, but a lot of people on both sides of the American Isle don't much care for Charles. And especially his love for globalism, his love for fear of the weather, and paying lip service to all manner of radical leftism. So here's my point about this, which is is a little bit amusing. And that is that liberals continue to get confronted with contradictions in their ideology. Now it doesn't really matter unless you really, really care about intellectual honesty and consistency, which the radical left no longer does. But think about it. Uh, The left loves to worship human beings. They're very into celebrity worship. And one could make an argument, and I have before, that the idol worship in America is really Hollywood celebrities rather than kings and queens. But people who don't really understand America, who don't revere individual self-government, which are are. Brilliant founders created a country to, to present, to, to revere the whole notion of self-government not being governed and ruled by men but by uh, the consent of the governed and the rule of law and all those things that are now under attack. The left, on the other hand, loves celebrity worship. They love Hollywood, and they love making celebrities out of their politicians. Remember what they did to POTUS number 44 when there were posters, massive posters, of him as if he was some kind of a god. This is something... Marxists and leftists and socialists do on a regular basis. So they're presented with a conflict: Are they going to celebrity worship and and uh, pant after this coronation? Or are they going to talk about uh, uh, British colonialism and boycott the <laughs> coronation? It's I guess it's it's kind of like I was looking this up for would you rathers would you rather have to eat broccoli for the rest of your life or be forced to watch an episode of keeping up with the kardashians every day does that make sense so it's a tough choice for liberals today <laughs> it's really here's another one would you like to still consider yourself a feminist or be quote intersectional which means that you now support trans activists destroying women's sports that is a supremely leftist dilemma that conservatives some of them anyway don't have a problem with because you know we do we do like intellectual honesty and willing to concede certain points when it reveals us to be oh I don't know hypocritical I can't say that of all people because conservatives don't all have to agree all the time and march in lockstep. So uh, if you care to, <laughs> remember you're an American this weekend and, and don't, uh, don't even pay attention to uh, the long British tradition of, of elevating humans into kings and queens over the rest of us. I will never forget the one and only time I went to Britain Uh, with my mother many moons ago, and we took a taxi. And again and again and again, this Cockney taxi driver said to us, they're crooked as corkscrews, they are. He was talking about the British uh, monarchy (laughs) in Britain. He said, and everybody knows it. I can't do a good Cockney accent, but he said, they're crooked, crooked as corkscrews. And of course, if you look in British monarchy history, it is quite Uh, littered with a great deal of not only corruption, and they don't have a monopoly on that, look at our government right now, but it's littered with abuses of power, no checks on power, like our great founders who were originally British and who recognized that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And it doesn't matter where you are, where you come from. It is a human fault. It's a human frailty to grab for power, to abuse the power one has, and to lord over others. Lords, ladies, you get that? in Britain you got lords ladies duchesses dukes uh, uh, the 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 duke and duchess whoever it is came to America thinking they were going to trade in their british royalty for american hollywood celebrity royalty and i'm delighted that a lot of people in america are going ho hum we're no more interested in you than we are in in the snooty stuck up boy who's now in his 60s, Charles. Right. I don't know what affords him that except his his birth. Americans don't do that either. We don't we don't uh, confer royalty on people because of their bloodline. That is strictly an old world European kind of notion. So take this weekend to celebrate America. It might be a little early for the 4th of July and Independence Day, but let's remember we are Americans, ladies and gentlemen, and we do not make men into gods, into kings, or into people that can lord over us. We believe in the separation of powers and other such things for a reason. (sighs) Well, just in time, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about conservative theater. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. Karen Cataline on a Friday here on Spouting Off.
0: You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped My Pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life.
1: One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug.
0: I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $2998. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep, sleep Well America! America! Call one eight
1: hundred eight six seven zero four one six 867 416 and use the promo code RAM. R-A-M. That's one eight hundred eight six seven zero four one six 867 416 and use the promo
2: code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit my pillow. Com.
1: Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in The Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website,
2: KarenCataline.com spouting off with karen Cataline will return in a moment the reading foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the orton gillingham philosophy of learning based upon the study of language how children acquire language and the mechanisms involved in learning all the learning pathways of the brain visual auditory kinesthetic and tactile are addressed and strengthened To build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031. Or you can email us at readingfoundation-rf at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603-882-0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire.
0: And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. Good to have you along. Um... I'm going to just jump right in with our very first guest, somebody that you're probably familiar with because I've had him on several times. He's doing something we need so very much more of, and he is a trailblazer. He does conservative-leaning, shall we say, theater, conservative festival in Ohio, and he is a playwright. Founder and president of Stage Right Theatrics that promotes the natural theater. And we'll, we'll find out what he means by that, the natural theater. He's been involved with theater for many years, both in his native New York City and in Columbus, Ohio. He had the honor to have his plays uh, In Story Toe and The Flower Stand selected for the New York New Works Theater. Festival. His play, Shut Up, Mr. Mandelbaum, was a winner at the ETC New Playwrights Festival. He has a PhD in English at Ohio State University, and he's a contribute to one of our favorite publications, whom we feature every Thursday with a reporter from there, the Epoch Times. His name is Robert Cooperman, and we have him right now. Welcome, Robert, to the show.
3: Thanks so much, Karen. I really appreciate it. I, I love hearing about myself.
1: <laughs> Enough about me. You talk about me right. for a while.
3: <laughs> right. That's, and, right. And I, that's
1: it. I guess we have to call you Dr. Cooperman.
3: Oh, uh-huh. I don't. I, I really only use that <laughs> when I'm in a, um, a higher education, which is a very funny term these days, a higher education <laughs> setting. I'm exactly. perfectly fine with Robert.
1: Good. Does anybody ever call you Bob? Bob. No,
3: no, I have never been a Bob. If they did, I point the uh, bony finger of indignation at them.
1: (sighs) Well, first, tell us about the natural theater. And for those who haven't heard you before, how you got into such a Cottage industry is so important for conservative thinkers, or at least traditional thinkers, to be in the arts and the theater and filmmaking and all of that. And you are at the forefront of that.
3: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been interested in theater since I was a very young person. I was involved in theater in high school and in college. But then, you know, I, I noticed something was missing. When I would go to the theater, which I go to a lot because I love theater, and it's the, what was missing is the 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 conservative, if you will, point of view. And I you know I don't necessarily mean that plays had to be conservative. It's just that Republicans, conservatives, traditional people were considered foolish bumpkins. Uh, they were always portrayed with some. Portrayed with some kind of malice, it seemed to me. Uh, sure. These were the people that needed education. These yeah. were the people who are unaccepting, and I was like, "Where's, where's the other side here?" So that's there why you know one. I'm. I, well, you know I'm <laughs> I'm in Columbus, Ohio, um, where we do have a thriving theater community, and I said, you know, this was a good place for me to try to present that other voice that I feel has been missing, and. I did that, I started the company, Stage Right Theatrics, about seven years ago, and um, as you mentioned, every year we do a conservative theater festival, and uh, it's been seven years, and the local theater community
1: still hates
3: me, so I'm very consistent.
1: <laughs> well, and the leftomization I don't know what word you could call, uh, in theater and Broadway has become more overt than ever. I right. did musical theater for many years, and I listened to a uh, a uh, Sirius XM Broadway show tune kind of station, and yeah. they even politicized that. I remember I went to a Broadway show many moons ago about a spelling bee, and in the middle of it, they took a shot at George W. Bush, who, which now I would too, but it is so overt that yes. if you are cool or respectable, <laughs> you have to hate Conservatives, you have to hate everything that is traditional and embrace whatever the left tells you, including, you know, mastectomies for nine year olds. So, Robert,
4: right. <laughs> yes. t-
1: yeah. let's delve into this production because it not only has a conservative theater bent, but boy, oh boy, it gets right into the Arab-Israeli conflict. It's called The Poor Trapped Man, and people will be able to watch it online. You don't have to be in Ohio. Wet our appetite about this play that you're producing on May 12th.
3: Sure. Well, it is a play written by an Orthodox Jewish rabbi who also happens to be a playwright. He now lives in Brooklyn with most of the other Orthodox Jewish playwrights, and um, <laughs> he 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 wrote this. He's a playwright. He I, he had actually written something that we used in our Conservative Festival once before. But he presented this play to me, this two-act play, and I read this play and I said, "Oh my God, I see what he's doing. He's creating a modern-day take on this Arab-Israeli conflict from the Jewish point of view." And yeah, imagine Mm -hmm. that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, gives the left something else to boycott and divest and sanction. So he um, you know, when you watch this play, if you don't know that necessarily going in, you see this absurd tale of a man who has inherited a house from his father. And all of a sudden, these people are coming and saying, we we own this. We want this. We want to live here. And that's the poor trapped man, and he this this man says, "Okay, you can live in my closet." And then the guy in the closet lives there and wants to kill him. and he says, "All right, I won't kill you if I now can live in your living room." So it's that land for peace thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so well done and it is very, very funny. and that's what I think helps it along because it's not this, you know morbid, kind of serious documentary style take. It is very very funny. it's in the absurdest vein and um, but it makes its point. So we are so excited to do that. I should mention the playwright's name it's Joshua Denise and um, I'm we're so excited to open next week uh, and hopefully we'll get people coming in and and as you said, you don't have to be in Dublin, Ohio or anywhere near it. you can watch it live streamed. Uh, or even buy a ticket and watch it at your convenience later.
1: Hmm. Isn't that amazing, the magic? I don't know. I rant against technology all the time, but you Mm -hmm. can see live theater on your computer, and you don't have to be in Ohio. Tell everybody now, in case we get rushed at the end there, how they Mm -hmm. can do that, because that does sound like a fascinating play.
3: Well, absolutely. Uh, May 12th through the 14th at the Abbey Theatre of Dublin. Tickets are available on my website, stagert.org, stagert.org. You can, there's a button. As soon as you get on the website, it says buy tickets. That's what you click, and it'll give you the choices <laughs> to buy it in person. I make it easy. In person or <laughs> um, uh, virtual, and it's $15 a ticket. Uh, but there's information on there about how you can get uh, discounts. It's, um, you know, I try to keep the prices reasonable because, listen, it's I'm not here to make a profit because there's no way I could make a profit. Right. So What a bargain
1: you know. for live theater. And you're supporting a conservative uh, person in the arts, which... As I've said, I mean, we have got to have a bigger presence because they're forcing us, they're forcing all conservatives out of the public square. And yes. uh, the arts and entertainment was among the first to do mm-hmm. that. Let's talk about that for a minute, if we could. We're talking to Robert sure. Cooperman from Stage Right Theatrics. Um, you said they still hate you because they you are not apologetic about having a conservative bend to your theater. In what way have you experienced some kind of persecution or uh, what have you noticed that they're doing there that you dare to put out a an alternative point of view? Well, First
3: of all, you know, we have a large theater community here. By and large, most of the people who are involved in theater here will not come to my shows, will not audition for my shows, will not direct for me. Uh, I do have a group of people who have been very loyal over seven years who come back and will, will um, work with me. And, you know, we don't sit around and discuss politics. We put on plays. That's it plays with a particular point of view. And I always say again and again in all my materials that we don't care who you are. If you love theater, you can work with us. And I'll tell you something, Karen. We probably are among the most diverse theater groups in Central Ohio. You look at pictures of the plays that we've produced, you will see people of all stripes, of all colors, and we don't care as long as you love theater. But we have people, you know. Yeah, but the know, left are... does
1: care about those things, and they impose it upon the rest of us. They're the ones that make race and uh, uh, appearance the most important thing. They're the ones who won't work with you unless you uh, believe in gender confusion for six-year-olds, you know?
3: <laughs> that That is very true. Now, you know, we do get people who come to audition for us who um, are kind of brand new to the theater scene, and they don't mm-hmm. really know the kinds of feelings about us yet. And then they come and work with us, and we're very welcoming. And, and those kinds of people will come back. Slowly but surely, you know, I'm getting more and more people at my auditions. But really, it in no way compares to what other companies get uh, auditions. Uh, you know, we, yeah. we we struggle.
1: Yeah. Um We have enough time here. Actually, we only have, let's see, well, we have a few minutes. You also (laughs) whetted my appetite about the fact that you were acting in a show in which someone tried to force you to use certain pronouns. I presume this is off the stage. Uh, Talk about that little story there.
3: Oh sure, sure. Well, I was cast in a play recently. I don't do a lot of acting, but I was cast in a play. I played the ghost of George Steinbrenner, and <laughs> uh, yeah, and so they're putting together their playbill, and they yeah. sent like a like a survey monkey kind of an application code uh, to me via email, and they said, please click this link and fill out the information for our playbill. So, you know, my name, my, my biography, etc. And then there was one question that said preferred pronouns. Uh-huh. So, you know, you look down the list and there was there was one uh, choice that said no answer. So I picked no answer, Good figuring they would respect that. And no. naturally, the playbill <laughs> comes out. The first night of performance and i open it up and there it is robert cooperman he him his wow. and i and you didn't I put went, that
1: there so what did you? i do? did not
3: i did not so i i went right to the stage manager the production stage manager i said who did this oh right. i don't know you know everybody gets all panicky oh i don't know i didn't make up the playbill. i said well this i said this is BS I don't believe in this stuff and I didn't want it there. Uh, well so then happened? I heard from well I heard yeah. from somebody else well you know it's because we we included pronouns for everybody.
1: Yeah but because we're you so didn't... inclusive that we excluded your you and we excluded That's your right. point of view. <laughs> That's right. right. And
3: it was a choice, Karen, it was a choice. No mm. answer. That's what I chose.
1: Yeah, so, but you weren't it should have put there not allowed next to it, right. and and right. and so what makes liberals think that they're pro-choice about anything except That's abortion? Right. They're not pro-choice, are they?
3: <laughs> no, not yeah. at all, not 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 in no. any way, unless it's their the choice they want you to make. That's yeah, right. You're
1: you're 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 entitled to my opinion.
3: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm just not going to do that. I don't do that when I create the playbills for my show. If you want to have your pronouns in there, fine. But if you don't, I'm not putting them in there without your knowledge or consent, and I'm not even going to do it.
1: Well, because they don't believe in consent. But the other thing, which, of course, is, you know, uh, the commentary that I do on a regular basis is the whole idea that they are imposing their language, censorship and standards on the rest of us, calling it inclusive, but forcing us to use language. I think that's called compelled speech. And I think that's kind of against the whole uh, spirit of the First Amendment, which is also under attack. Well,
3: talk about people who don't care about the spirit of the First Amendment or the (laughs) Second Amendment, or shall I go on?
1: (laughs) Please do. We have a couple more minutes. We have a minute. Oh, excellent. What do you want to yeah. leave us with? Because I do have about a minute and a half for you. I'm giving you the floor.
3: Thank you. Well, I'll mop it up after I'm done. But, <laughs> um, Well, we have two other productions coming up this year, and I, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll make mention of those. Please. Um, in August, we're going to do a, an original play called A Crime of Forgiveness. This is a true story about a woman who was stabbed, Uh, by this perpetrator who had just stabbed and killed his mother, and she has forgiven him. And I think it's a lovely story. As I said, it's a true story. That woman is here in Columbus. She wrote the play, so we're going to produce that. And then in August, that's in August, excuse me, that's in August. And then in November, we are producing our first musical, and we chose The Fantastics, Why? Why? Because it is wholesome and it is family friendly and it's wonderful and it and it's hard is in the right place. That's why
1: And it's increasingly harder to find those kinds of things. That's why I watch movies from the 40s and the 50s, because I know I'm not going to be bombarded with left wing politics. That's right.
3: No, I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah. So uh, another thing, just only about 15 seconds, is you're also, your show is on Right America Media, which our show is rebroadcast, I believe, on Right mm-hmm. America Media. Tell everybody how they can get a whole lot more of Robert Cooperman.
3: Um, Wednesdays at 730 on Right America Media. Just go to their website. My show is called, believe it or not, Stage Right, because I have no originality. Uh, but we talk about the arts and culture, and we have artists on okay. who are of the correct persuasion.
1: we got to leave it there. Thank you, Robert Cooperman. Dr. Robert Cooperman, we appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, you. <laughs> Best Barry. of luck Thank you. with this show. Sorry. we got to go. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
0: You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
5: We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent, we're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference on all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you
6: tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go.
7: Sometimes, you need a woman's opinion, especially if you're trying to do the impossible, which is to understand women. I'm not really comfortable talking about certain things with women I know, or even with family members. I used to wish there was a smart woman who didn't know me, but who would care enough to give me good advice. Now, there is. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only, but it's not therapy or phone dating, it's just wise advice is completely anonymous because you call and pay through liveadvice.com so I decided to give it a try I was amazed at Aunt Emma's insights she gave me a lot to think about so I could decide what to do next and maybe she can help you too find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or register at liveadvice.com and you can speak to her practically right away again you can find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or you can register at liveadvice.com get the female perspective just ask Aunt Emma Ask Aunt Emma is for men only. Must be 18 or older. Spouting off with Karen Catalina will return in a moment.
5: The Village Network was created for only one reason. To keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible. Ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 0008. that's 603-891-0008 the village network become a member today karen cataline puts the
0: judeo in judeo-christian now back to spouting off
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. And thank you to Art, our producer, for putting in the bumper music and always doing such a great job. If you'd like to contact me, write me about anything. You'd like to hear something that was said. You get to disagree. You get to decide what you think. This is commentary, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, opinions are like rear ends. Everybody has one and they deserve to be heard. Uh, uh, you can write me at Karen, at karencataline.com. That's the name of my website. And uh, we have holding right now a guest I haven't talked to in a while, but it is great that he's always out there uh, spouting off, and we're going to let him spout off today. Former FDA official, current Georgetown University health law professor and former Republican nominee for U.S. Senate. His name is Rick Metta, and we have him right now on Spouting Off. Hi, Rick. How, you, how have you been?
4: Hey, good afternoon, Karen. I have been well. Thanks so much for having me back.
1: Well, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, right before airtime, I heard a news item in which I was rolling my eyes, and I thought, oh, perfect to talk with Rick Mehta about this. Chuck Schumer was giving us uh, yeah, a little audio note saying how America is now going to get tough on China uh, rattling their sabers And I thought to myself, hmm, that must mean they're gonna roll over for China while telling us all they're gonna put up a fight. Maybe uh, they're going to invade Taiwan soon so that they can tell everybody, well, we were trying to be tough on China. Meanwhile, we know that people in our government, high-level officials, have been cooperating and colluding with China in a myriad of ways now they're going to be tough. Your thoughts from your quite experienced point of view there.
4: Listen, Karen, we know we have not had a weaker administration when it comes to China. I mean, words are one thing, actions are another. Uh, So let's look at the actions. How have they been tough on China? We've had Chinese spy balloons spying on some of our farmlands and uh, potential nuclear holding sites. Uh, we've had a, a dropped and failed investigation into the origins of COVID, uh, of which arguably China's collected a lot of information on our public health response and response systems. Uh, and of course, there's still questions on whether or not it was man-made. I mean, in my mind, there's no questions, but we don't have conclusive proof yet. And yet nothing has happened The U.S. government has not held the WHO accountable for dropping the investigation and has not led any of the investigations into this. On top of that, you have the Chinese Navy outsizing our fleet. They've shown aggression. They've showed modeling of interballistic missiles hitting Taiwan and have already claimed the sovereignty of the country. You have data wars going on with collecting body movements from TikTok apps and spying on Americans, stealing our intellectual property. Uh, You know, the the amount of coercion, devaluation of currency, the war implicitly has already started. And not one official from the Biden administration, uh, Democrats or others have stood up firm, stood up tall and have called them out on this and held them accountable. Uh, So again, it's just words, but we know the actions speak differently.
1: There's an old phrase that the people who suffered through the old Soviet Union, the communist Soviet Union said, they lie to us. We know they're lying. They know we know they're lying. And we keep behaving as if they're telling the truth. We, we watch them lie and we all pretend that they're telling the truth. Unfortunately, there's still people who believe uh, the media and others that continue to spin lies. Uh, it, it occurs to me, look at the pattern of squashing, or I guess quashing, any criticism of China in our media, in our legacy media, our social media, people not allowed to speak up or criticize. Remember that basketball player, uh, I forget his name, who backed off like in a heartbeat when people uh, tried to hold him accountable, forgive me. LeBron James was at it, Um, who who backed off when uh, confronted with the uh, atrocities of Communist China, that they visit on their own people. Uh, What do you think is really going on with, um, I hate to ask people to predict, but this is part of it, is we've all been watching as communist China is going to make a move on Taiwan, and I don't think America can or even wants to stop them. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I, I think, you know, well, there's two things. One, we don't know what kind of ties uh, Biden himself personally has with China um, and what kind of strings they have uh, pulling on them. And the uh, the other end of it uh, is that we know that China continues to gaslight us, right? Just looking at COVID alone. They manipulated data, they did not report the numbers coming out, and they were more protectionist for their own economy, for their own people, uh, and at the detriment of the entire world. Um, they hid and buried information on the origins. Now, because they destroyed a lot of the original data, we don't know. So, of course, that raises red flags uh, right away, the fact that they haven't been uh, transparent. And so, you, you know, they're... There isn't like, like I said, a strong backbone from the current administration to do anything about China and is, it's their aggression. You know, the truth is is that you know, China, this isn't overnight. China has been growing in their military, their size. Um, and yet for the longest time, they would still stay uh, more meek to the Western influence. Western powers, really truly the countries that believe in democracy and freedom. Uh, now, under the Biden administration, China is no longer hiding. Uh, and that's what's scary. They, they can now stand up, stand firm. Uh, they realize that, you know, they're not going to face much repercussion, uh, and they're becoming more aggressive when before they were more passive-aggressive and now we see that there is a potential that they could potentially invade uh Taiwan and we know that you know the they they met with Putin and uh you know there are alignments uh forming between some of these uh countries that do not have freedom at the top of their mind and so yeah. the question really is is that who really who's going to stand up against this but our government right now has been very meek uh, and the the powers have been reversed where now U.S. has become passive uh, and China is now the aggressor.
1: Well, uh, and so well put. I, I might go a step further and say that what we are seeing in this country and the uh, offenses to personal individual liberty and, frankly, the Constitution itself and the uh, growing power in China in all manner of public policy couldn't have happened without the collusion and the cooperation of high-level officials in America. Uh, And I think that's what a lot of people either just don't want to believe, but they are watching the results of that really Every day, without the help and cooperation of people. I mean, we've seen overt, brazen examples of it. Uh, Look at the California senator. Is it uh, Barbara Boxer, who had a Chinese driver? And, of course, you have Eric Swalwell, who's carrying on with a Chinese communist spy. And where is the accountability for that? You see it. And then it disappears, and nobody ever gets held accountable for it, because people higher up than them are doing the business, I hate to say it, it appears, doing the business of the communist Chinese. Could that really be?
4: Yeah. You know, and what really rubs me is that we know China continues to violate human rights. They are the... Uh, largest violators of human rights uh, in the entire world, um, repressing, suppressing freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Um, and, y- you know, at the same time, like you said, it- it's almost like, uh, you know, to the point of just virtue signaling by these politicians who, on one end, will hold uh, Americans accountable for either human rights mm. or this or that, uh, and at the same time, continue to uh, pander to Chinese uh, mm-hmm. to the Chinese government um, yeah. and that I think is is quite alarming um, and you know frankly disappointing you know this is yeah. not where we want to go as a country it's not our values uh, and we have to take it back to the basics look at our constitutional rights the reason our country was founded the reason why so many people whether legally or illegally want to come to our country, it's because we imbibe uh, freedom and to build, you know, th- that that dream, right? The American dream means something, or at least it meant something. There is nobody saying, I want to live the Chinese dream. You know, that just doesn't happen. Except
1: Nancy Pelosi, uh, so... who says it's a model, you know, a model country, uh, which is more gaslighting. Um, I Absolutely. would ask, Rick, for you to comment on this. Where is the American left that ha- that used to be at the forefront a leader, supposedly, on human rights, on women's rights, on individual, on any kind of rights of free speech, uh, and not just free speech. You talk about the Uyghurs and the Gong. Where has the American left-, left been? They're nowhere, are they?
4: No, they left them, right? They're getting paid off, and this is exactly the problem. You've got to follow the money, right? How did the Chinese influence with the political money and donations into really dark money, 50C14s or others, uh, either that or land tra- transactions? Uh, you know, there is some nefarious payment scheme happening to, uh, well, you know, at least my opinion, otherwise why would they all of a sudden go silent on the beliefs and values that they have held true and campaigned on
1: why do we see that with the in biden family rights, human
4: rights the, equality the and equity family,
1: i'm sorry i jumped in and i apologize no That's, no please i apologize i'm <laughs> just jumping up here the biden family we know that there were political payoffs from ukraine and china right the That's biden right. family was on the take so <laughs> and yet again when the arsonists are in charge of the fire brigade, you get no accountability until the Democrat party is getting ready to possibly unload Joe Biden. Oh yeah. We wanted to run him, but gee, we found out he was corrupt. Took us four and a half years, eight years, 20 years, 30 years. He's always been corrupt. (laughs) Did the bidding, carried the water for the Democrat party. But when they're done with you, they're done with you. Uh we only have a couple of minutes. Rick met it. just went so fast. I want to uh, refer you and our listeners. I don't know if you're familiar at all, and I apologize for kind of, you know, I hope this doesn't blindside you. I have been watching uh, a speech of Dr. Naomi Wolf at Hillsdale College talking about what is really in the Pfizer documents we didn't even get to covid and all that's going on there may i just recommend that you take a moment to take a look at that dr naomi wolf had you seen it by chance
4: i haven't i haven't the name's familiar but you know oh. certainly take a look
1: yeah and i am really using this to to let our listeners know i may be talking about it i don't know next week dr naomi wolf is eight wolf is a longtime feminist and and democrat And she has been awakened, not awoke, not woke, but awakened. And she's been doing research on this. And indeed, China has its fingerprints all over the uh, pandemic and the solution to it. And it's something I think you are well able with your background to comment and discuss as well as her. I mean, it's her speech, but the subject matter is right up your alley. We only have about uh, less than a minute. What do you want to leave us with, and how can we find you, Rick Mehta? So glad to have you on the air.
4: Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, and certainly have to do it again. You can always follow me at Rick Mehta, R-I-K-M-E-H-T-A, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all the social media outlets. It's going to be interesting, right? And as you mentioned about Naomi Wolf, you know, Attorney General Paxton from Texas also launched an investigation into some of these big pharmaceutical companies to get more understanding of whether they deceived consumers, the federal government's role in that, uh, mm-hmm. and how they twisted some of the data, even if the data was accurate, and how they twisted it into deceiving consumers uh, and not having the full picture of, of the vaccine. That's yeah. going to be interesting, but yes, I think there's a lot more layers to peel back, so certainly more to come Thank on. Thank
1: you. And, it's, and just keep- keep on speaking out. We appreciate your voice. And thank you for joining us. Rick Mehta, R-I-K, last name M-E-H-T-A. Well, that does it for this week of shows on Spouting Off. Tune in next week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, when there will be, oh, so much more to spout off about here on Spouting Off.